I think it's so powerful. Mindset for me is such a huge thing. And I think once often people really kind of like to separate business and mindset, but we know just like anything else. And I've found for me, I've done my very best when I've really worked on my mind. I've strengthened it just like a muscle, like anything else. It's the most powerful tool I have and no economy, no nothing can take that away from you. So I think if you're going to invest in anything, your mind is the most important thing. And especially in times like this. Before we jump into the episode, I wanted to thank Red Tree Albums for supporting the podcast and keeping this thing going. Right now, this is the perfect time to be selling albums to your clients. It's the time to catch up on albums. It's the time to sell them. And I think Red Tree is a really, really great solution for you. I use them. I love their Hanamule Museum etching paper. It has this beautiful texture to it. I love their service. I love everything about them. Highly recommend them. Go check them out. Red Tree albums are crafted by hand in Louisville, Kentucky. Go give them a follow on Instagram at Red Tree Albums or their website is redtreealbums.com and their customer service is great. Go check them out. Now on to the show. Welcome to another episode of The Photo Report. I'm Braden Flynn, your host, and we are in the middle of this COVID-19 quarantine and trying to be just a positive voice and bringing positive people on here to be an encouragement to you. People that are doing rad things, people that have been and are continuing to do so. And today we have on KT Mary, who is a friend, I've known her for years, really respect her, her work, and just her mindset around this whole situation right now that I know is going to be encouraging for you. So KT, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Brayden. I'm so excited to, to be here virtually with you and uh, glad that we can be doing this. Uh, this is still on, on the list of to-dos during quarantine time. Absolutely. And so, yeah, speaking of quarantine, like what what is this time looking like for you? Yeah, you know, I was, it's funny because I already worked from home. I work all the time with my husband, Chad. I know a lot of spouses are spending more time together than they have in history. Uh, We pretty much are already 24 seven together. And while obviously all of our travel plans have abruptly been halted, the normal day to day for us is pretty much the same um, with a few less decisions to make as far as we're not deciding if we're going to go out to a restaurant or meet with friends. We're just deciding what we're going to cook together, the two of us again. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I, I mean, those those have actually to look at a silver lining out of the situation is, again, we can complain about we can't go out. We are stuck at home or is like, for me, I'm usually traveling so much and mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever gotten this much intentional time with my kids, with my family, with dinners, with getting them to go outside and play basketball and go on bike. It's been like, I think my kids are going to look back at this time and like with a lot of fondness. Absolutely. We were going on a walk last night. We've got a foster dog at the moment, a hundred plus pound Great Dane. And so we've been doing some walking with him and a couple ran past us and the kid on the bike and the little girl on the scooter. And there, there was something like very 1950s, you know, reminiscent of like family sitting around the dinner table talking. And uh, we said the same thing that it's just remarkable to see all these families together and actually cooking meals for each other, doing homework together, things that 
you know, we don't have kids, but I can imagine our, I know our rarity in today's busy, busy lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, one of the, I've said this on a couple of these different episodes, but the, one of the projects that we decided to do, which I'd already purchased the wood to do it, but decided to build a fence in our front yard ourselves and, mm-hmm. and made it, you know, I have kids uh, two all the way up to 10, but having all of them making it a wood, wood shop project of, we built this fence that. together and, but we were outside like, the point of bringing it up is we were outside every day working on this fence and the amount of neighbors that we met that we've never met before because they're out walking around the neighborhood. I mean, walking around, like we live in a suburb, so it's like Mm -hmm. not a city where it's like people are on the streets and it's like really this contagion situation, but it's like people are getting fresh air and a lot of space. And, but like what you're saying is almost like the 1950s where it's like people are, we've, we've had dinner out on our front lawn. We brought a table out there just to like do it and like say hi to people as they walk by. It's been really special. Yeah, I think there's so much of that going on uh, with bread baking. I mean, it's it's silly. I'm reading this book right now that I'm I'm really into called Nature's Best Hope, talking about how concert. I'm as you know into conservation, but uh, it talks about how even with your own plot of land, you can really in your backyard do things like buy milkweeds for the monarch butterflies. So literally, right before this broke, I bought some milkweeds, and. Uh, now each day I pretty much had caterpillars like tripling in size. And we currently have about 20 caterpillars going bananas on these milkweeds and we're, we're in a small space. And so that's been our daily entertainment. And it's literally one of the most fascinating things that I've ever watched. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. My kids got a, for one of their school projects, some caterpillars with caterpillars and mm-hmm. they just today they're forming their, you know, chrysalis and cocoons and uh, but yeah, right. really fun. Really yep. fun. Well, so one thing that just as you started out that I wanted to ask being that you are someone that has worked from home and so mm-hmm. that routine is not very different. And I think I would, what would you guess the percentage of photographers that work from home versus a separate office? Oh goodness. I think I would guess it's super high, like, yeah. like 80% or something right. like that. I think more portrait photographers still because they have to have people coming into their space and have all those props and things like that. But I think in terms of the wedding world, having those actual studios, I think is very rare. I know when I first started, I was like, do I need a studio? Should I get one? I even looked at leases and things. And it was always this thing for me that I felt I wasn't legitimized until I had that and had the sign on the door. You know, I think that's pretty normal when you start out, you're like, need all the things to legitimize yourself. And I, I love working from home and it's gotten even easier with things like this and Zoom and, and all these things. So, so much of it, luckily we were already doing. I've needed an office and I've had an office for probably eight years. Not, it's not a studio, but it's actually mm-hmm. like an office. And because for my tendency, it's not as much that I need an office so I can get some work done. Well, I sort of do with four kids, <laughs> but it's more like if I don't have an office and I don't, I, I would never stop working. Right. So I, that is my tendency. And so I Mm -hmm. need to like have a place where I go and I work and then I stop working and I come home and I'm present. So Mm -hmm. it's, that's, that's been it for me. But then on top of just like when kids are really young, the separation of like, well, you're home, you're here. Why are you not playing with us? Or why are you telling us like, we need to like stay out of the room while you're like beating people over zoom or Skype and really hard. That's, that's when you become that uh, guy that was on CNN and the kids like walking in the room, like the The wife's trying to drag the kid out. Yeah. I think we've all seen that video. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think that's, I think 
uh, mental discipline is a big thing with working from home is you've got to have those routines. And I'll admit during this period, we've been a little more lax in terms of uh, not getting up. Usually I'm like, uh, you know, okay, by six, we're doing this. And by seven, we've, we've actually let that lax a little bit in this period. I think like most people just giving yourself a little bit more grace, but ultimately still keeping to those same routines. And we eat lunch together at the same time and finish the day, you know, around six or something at the same time. And usually have a glass of wine or something. And once that happens, I kind of mentally go into now work is done and we're going to focus on making some amazing food or going for a walk or whatever that is. Yeah. So what, where I was going at with the work from home before I got distracted with my own thoughts about how many people work from home, <laughs> the, what are, what are some of the routines that you've had? So maybe people are, they had to have worked from home, but now kids are there and now there's like a lot more people in their house than they normally have for, during the day. But I think, just as a strategy, I, one of the things that's really difficult in working from home is developing routines and, Mm -hmm. and actually being disciplined in that. So can you maybe talk through what, if you have, it sounds like you have a pretty solid routine, but yeah, what does that look like? And And how do you, how do you manage that? Luckily I've been crafting this for years now. I've always been a morning workout person, but my morning routine, I think by far has been the thing that's anchored me the most. And actually I kept kind of surprisingly telling my husband, Chad, gosh, through this thing, I just feel, I feel very calm. Obviously I'm concerned like everyone and, and aware of the gravity of the situation, but overall my emotion is just calmness. And I credit so much of that to my morning routine, which right now really consists of typically getting up. I really like to wake with the sun, which this time thing change really messes me because then it's like seven. I'm like, what the heck? So I typically more like six, six thirty, get up, you know, do teeth, all the normal stuff. But then I go back and I meditate for 10 minutes. I really like the calm app. I have a book that I just read. It's like a one page. The one that I have right now is called A Year of Miracles, um, Marianne Williamson. So it's really just kind of a single page, a little bit of inspiration, kind of guidance there. And then I have a journal that I will kind of thought dump. You know, sometimes it's a five minute exercise. Sometimes it's 10. I'll kind of thought dump where I am what I'm doing, you know, anything that's on my mind. And then I have my 10 goals that I write the same ones every day in the tense that I've already done them, as well as any of the affirmations that I have. And, and right now, especially in times, different seasons, like right now I have one of my affirmations, um, you know, in dry erase marker in the bathroom. So I try to put those, um, and actually I have my vision board behind me here. Um, so I try to put a lot of those things that I know really are anchoring and anytime you kind of get astray, go back to these things. And so after that, then it's time to work out. And we both, both Chad and I kind of follow the same routine. I'm on a, I did a sweat 30 challenge in January, starting on January 1st, and I haven't stopped. We're kind of beginning of April when we're recording this. And so I'm trying with, with everything I've got uh, to make sure that I stick to that, which is just sweating for at least 30 minutes a day, every single day. So I haven't broken that yet. And um, typically for me, that's running. I'm lucky that here I can still run. Uh, We've got a great five mile loop. 
And I've always used the Jillian Michaels app, which all you guys out there who think this is a girly thing, I challenge you to download that app and do 45 minutes of a generated workout on Medium. And you can do it right in your living room. Uh, I'm grateful that I already had some dumbbells that I had before because they're sold out everywhere. And, um, you know, my yoga mat. And so we kind of alternate between that, getting outside and doing something. Chad's got a stress fracture right now, so he's cycling. And then come back, you know, uh, we intermittent fast, so we're not doing breakfast in the morning and then just sitting down at the desk with a big glass of water and usually by nine, just ready to go. Beautiful. The, yeah. just another tip for people. And I think I, well, I did say it in the last episode that just aired yesterday is that both Nike and Reebok have mm-hmm. released all of their workouts that are usually premium prescri- subscriptions that you have to pay for. They've released them all and took away the paywall. So there's, there's a lot yeah. of free resources like that to be getting exercise and man, exercise is such a powerful thing for your headspace. Oh, it's great. And you can really, I mean, even the other day, Chad, he grabbed our 25 pound sandbags and cause he was going, the weights we have darn enough, you know, you can really get creative. I know I'm a big fan of Barry's Bootcamp. They're doing like three classes a day on Instagram Live. Uh, I know uh, Solid Core, same thing. There's, like you said, there's so many things out there. So anyone, it's just, I prefer to just get up in the morning, do it before the day kind of comes to you. And and in that way, you feel good the whole day too, knowing that you've already accomplished something, you've already kind of given yourself a good start. And then the rest of the day is just for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading currently book, I just yeah. Power of habit. And then also, mm. um, another one that's escaping me that's along the lines of habit, the, but I'm going to be starting to do little book reports at the end of the week. And so this end that's of this right. week, but I just, I just feel like habit and routine is such an important thing to like, just the, the amount of stress that gets taken away when you have a routine, it's almost oh. like boundaries with children, you know, they, they fight so hard against them, but man, they absolutely crave them. And mm. whether or not they like know that they crave them, they really, really do. But it, that, that applies to so many different areas of our life from like having, having a routine. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to think, which, you know, thinking expends energy. It makes you, it depletes that willpower that you have to, to be efficient. So that the more things that you can get automatic, um, the atomic habit is the book that I just read the last week habit, as well. That's a great one. And, totally. and I think that, like you said, it applies to everything because because if you think about even the way we approach and shoot weddings, I totally have my routine. Obviously, they're all, you know, in different places in the world and completely different people and timelines. But I, I approach the same things the same way every time and find the things that work, discard the things that don't. And and I think that having that approach to life in general. And I, I also think right now we're all seeing how decision fatigue can really cause you stress because everyone right now doesn't have decision fatigue around restaurants or where am I going to go today? What workout class am I going to attend? You just, you're kind of doing the same thing you did yesterday. Maybe you're going to spice it up and bake bread, you know? Um, but I think there's something powerful in that. And I've, I've always kind of had a minimalist approach and really try to, when I fly in a plane, wear the same outfit, when I shoot a wedding, wear the same outfit. I apologize to all the vendors who see me weeks in a row. I do, you know, wash everything accordingly, but I really try to just really keep it like you said, uh, designed for what works and then you don't have to keep reinventing the wheel. Yeah. And beautiful. And so one of the things that you and I have talked about that you are really big on is just having an abundance mindset. Can you mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that and just how, how you are having that mindset currently during this time? 
Yeah, I I think it's so powerful. Mindset for me is such a huge thing. And I think once often people really kind of like to separate business and mindset, but we know just like anything else. And I found for me, I've done my very best when I've really worked on my mind. I've strengthened it just like a muscle, like anything else. It's the most powerful tool I have and no economy, no nothing can take that away from you. So I think if you're going to invest in anything, your mind is the most important thing. And especially in times like this, having that abundance mindset versus that scarcity mindset, anytime that you're getting onto a call with a prospective client or you're emailing, if, if you're coming from that place of scarcity where, you know, I'm never going to work again, I'm, I'm never going to book a client, nobody has money, you know, if that's what you're telling yourself over and over, you know, I really do believe that you manifest the sentences that you say to yourself, the things that you repeat to yourself over and over, you're really laying that foundation, which really doesn't serve you. So why not just shift that and true, try to see that silver lining, like you mentioned earlier, and, and really focus on what you do have, which we're all incredibly lucky. Anyone listening to this podcast, for the most part, we've got electricity, we've got iPhones, we've got refrigerators stocked full more and toilet paper than we know what to do with, you know, all the things. And I think once in a while, we just have to stop and take stock of that. And I was telling you a little bit earlier that I've seen, I've just been kind of upping by contributing to that abundance mindset. I, I like anyone else, I don't have my cash flow that I'm used to or bookings coming in, but I'm still, when I see something pop up, I'm donating to it, you know, even if it's $5 or uh, just really to just kind of keep that mindset that I, I still have so, so much, and this is going to pass like anything else, but having that mindset that serves you through it is so important. Totally. And with within mindset, I think we end up getting into patterns of thought, patterns of routine, patterns that are probably unhealthy currently, mm-hmm. or sometimes patterns that are healthy, which are positive and what we should be trying to do. But one of the things you've mentioned before is how we interrupt patterns. Like, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. And I think if, if we want to look at silver linings and opportunities, we've all been given the gift of a massive pattern interrupt that you all of a sudden, wherever you were and whatever week in your area, all of a sudden it was like, you thought you were going to do what? And they just like literally hit pause on you you've been given this huge gift because with the pattern interrupt, all of a sudden, just like you said, when, when you make that drive to that office, you're, you don't even have to think about the turns. You're just going, you're listening to your own podcast, whatever you're doing. (laughs) Um, And I think when all of a sudden that road's closed and you go, Oh shoot, you know, and I don't have time to do my GPS. I've got to figure out how to do it some other way. You're using your brain in other ways. And I think right now we all have the gift to go, okay, huh? Well, what about my business do I really like? What about my business is really been a problem and I've just been going through the motions and too busy to deal with? Right now, I think everyone's understanding why we all talk about business foundations and how important your things like your contracts are. And I have so many friends who are amazingly talented photographers and they're like, I haven't really looked at my contract in 15 years. You know, those types of things, this is the gift of this that we can all those that put in the work and do a really good job are going to come out of this so strong, really assessing with a focus of where they want to go, um, be able to serve their clients better. I really believe that it's, it's really a gift. Totally. And so the, um, with 
the way that you're able to do that, you've also, if you were able to gain perspective, reevaluate, listening to your instincts, can you talk about like what instincts are like? Yeah. And I think when, first off, we have to, we kind of go through phases with these types of things, right? You kind of have that phase, uh, shock and awe a little bit where I think people get a little overwhelmed and stress and things like that. And then hopefully after a while, after you've taken care of everything, you've kind of come to a place where you're settling into this routine and a place of calm. And, and I think that's where then you have some really valuable time right now to sit and listen to your thoughts, maybe because you're not out and just being busy in the world, you can actually listen to, to hear what, what kind of like, you know, inside of yourself. And, and one of those things that I have is that this will, and that's maybe why I'm calm is that this will be okay. It's really, it's what's meant to happen that really we were all, um, building up to be able to do this with our businesses and to be able to survive this with our businesses and whatever lessons that we're going to have in this time period, they're exactly what we all need. And that's going to look different for all of us. And I think that's where really taking this time to sit and listen to that. And some people may go, there's things that they might not want to hear that they might go, well, you know what? I think I actually need to pivot my business. I've been doing something that I don't really love that much or that I want to change. And, And I think that's great. That's exactly it's, it's going to be a beautiful thing. Yeah. There, I think that is, that is such a huge point because so often we don't stop and think. And there, what, one of the things you just mentioned was that there are going to be so many lessons to learn through this. And what a shame it would be if you don't stop to take the time to learn those lessons, because usually hard things happen that no matter what they're guaranteed to happen in your life. Of course. So the only, this is something that I teach my kids is you have no control over what happens to you. You have no control over how like your friends at school talk to you, how your brother, you know, treats you. The only thing in life you have control of is how you respond. Absolutely. And, and this is one of those situations. Like how do you, are you going to stop and take almost like the morning routine that you're having stop and actually write down the things that you're grateful for, like having an attitude of gratitude, but mm-hmm. also to stop and actually like, what am I, what can I learn from this? You know, this mm-hmm. is really hard right now. This I've, I've, maybe it's even just acknowledging the feelings that you're having, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. cause so often we go through and then we have this overwhelm, but we haven't stopped to be like, Oh, I'm, I'm actually, this is, I'm mourning. You know, I feel like I've lost something. I feel like I've, Mm -hmm. I was putting so much of my identity in this and now that it's taken away, there's, there's a lot, it's like, there's a loss, you know, and being able to even acknowledge those things and take the time to write them down and process is, it would be such a shame if you don't do that. Yeah. And, and I think that this is where you have that opportunity to really look at what you've been doing and, and ask what parts I always talk about, like gems and stones, you know, what gems are you going to keep and what stones are you going to cast? And this is a great period to be able to look at that, whether it's literally in your business that, yeah, I, I've been doing a great job on bookkeeping, but I haven't updated my contract in 10 years or those things of just where, where do I want to take my creativity? Um, I, I've seen so many people just getting back to photographing things for themselves, whether that's the flower on their porch or take creating beautiful portraits of their kids. And, and that's really amazing. And, and if you're, like you said, mourning that loss of 
gosh, I want to be able to create and everything. I think uh, people also have to realize you still can. You can absolutely take your camera and do a still life project or learn lighting in your living room or whatever that may be. And so just trying to find the unexpected twists and, and opportunities that are in there. Yeah. And just for if people are needing or stuck, maybe creatively, one of the things that I've been doing on the Film Supply Club YouTube channel is putting out weekly photo challenges where I'm doing a little bit of education, a little bit of talking. And it's this idea, you know, the last one was it's actually a really, really beautiful creative challenge to take the same subject and have to photograph it differently and come up with unique yeah. ways to photograph it, you know? So that was, that mm-hmm. was the challenge this last week, but that would be, that's a cool resource for any of you listening and, you know, have some time to watch some things or you want to get out of a creative rut, just look up film supply club on YouTube. And that's a fun one. Um, not to just plug the own stuff, but it more so it's just like really, <laughs> really, uh, like trying everything that like this podcast and the YouTube channel, they're all hopefully just tools that help you, the listener be able to just, yeah, exercise your creative muscles, grow your business, be encouraged and and change this perspective and pattern so you can be and get to a good place. And there's so much like that is free and yeah. there's so much that you can do even in terms of I've been focusing on I have so much that I haven't edited or gotten onto my journal and blog and so really kind of making that list for yourself of all the things that I'm quote unquote too busy to do to really take the time to actually do that and, and get to this ginormous stack of books that's next to me. Uh, we love doing a reading happy hour where, you know, whether that's five or six sitting down with a book for 30 minutes and, and a glass of wine and sitting out on the porch and doing that every day. And that's something you can do family friendly, you know, kids get the apple juice, um, whatever that may be. But I think just once again, giving, feeding your brain, and I find a lot of ideas can come out of this period when, when you're really, like we said, had that pattern interrupt. Uh, you've got a little bit more calmness, I think, overall, wherever anybody is, even though there's kind of this tension and uncertainty over here, there's also this calmness of just home-cooked meals and uh, mellow routines. We're not driving in traffic, all those types of things. Yeah. What are some of the books that you have been reading that have stood out to you? Oh my goodness. I have so many. I'm like literally staring at my stack right now. I, so as I mentioned earlier, the year of miracles is I think a great one to start the morning with. I typically am focused on self help business, all that a big mindset person. Um, a great read was Marie Forleo's Everything is Figure Outable. That one I could read in about two days. I am also reading right now. Um, Oh gosh, I'm going to forget the name of the other one. So I've got nature's best hope, um, is what I'm reading right now, which is obviously not business focused. And that one found me in a bookshop and, oh, I love the Jen Sincerio. And this is a great one for any of you that are struggling right now with your abundance mindset around money. Um, you are a badass at making money. And that one, I have both read because I'm an active reader. I like to highlight and, you know, dog ear pages and all the things and really come back to them. That one is amazing for anyone right now that's really finding themselves in a scarcity mindset. We talked about white knuckling money a little bit. You know, if you're finding that you're getting a lot of worry, that's a place uh, to do some work and read a book like that, get some affirmations. You know, I often, if I'm feeling that way, I will, you know, money comes easily and often put it somewhere where you're going to see it every day. Just really whatever 
words are going to help you in those areas that you notice you've got a little bit of a hang up. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Books. I, I try to read a book a week. So mm-hmm. that is, you know, readers are leaders. <laughs> I heard the best <laughs> quote that I can't, I can't, um, I'm not going to be able to get right, but it, it was along the lines of, no, it's so, something along the lines of, oh shoot, I should have not tried to do this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like people that have big, it's yeah. Readers are leaders is the quote, but it, it was comparing big TVs to not victims, but maybe it was victims to then like, mm, <laughs> but it has nothing oh. to do with that. Do you know? the well, quote? I do have something to say about that. Yeah. Um, and, and that is because it's funny that so many people right now are kind of freaking out in terms of, of money and things like that. Um, yet, uh, and, and not to kind of preach or get on a soapbox, but once again, I hope, my hope is that this really reinforces why you want to have a strong foundation to your business, why you want to do your bookkeeping and know your numbers and actually spend time. And and trust me, I'm so guilty of this. I spent the last, the first seven years of my business, just focusing on being the best photographer that I could. That's all that mattered to me. The money luckily kind of worked itself out, but I had no idea. You know, I was like, Oh, it's in the green. Great. Um, And it really took me years and years before I actually dug into the business side. And when I really found that balance of being creative with my business in terms of the numbers and the approach there and my creativity, that's when I really found my best confidence. But I, my hope is that this really, if this doesn't, nothing will, you know, that you want to make sure you're standing on firm ground. The things like uh, having a little emergency savings and having all those types of things. I, I know that just as a culture, we're not good at that, you know, but yet everybody's got a 50 inch TV. And so I think now is a great chance for us to kind of examine those things and, and go, hmm, um, you know, what do we want to do here? Yeah. And that's a perfect little segue into your workshop, which is not currently available, but it will be. And it really has to do with the, it's, is it called the abundance mindset or it's it called is. the abundance oh, plan? The abundance plan. Yeah. The abundance plan. Yeah. And so and talk a little bit about that, which is basically all the stuff that you've been talking about and the things that you, that you're really yeah. big about, but then, then also how people can either go somewhere to get notified for when the course is available again, because it's such, yeah. such an incredible resource to take the knowledge that you've learned over these years and actually, and have people build it as a solid foundation in their business. Thank you. It's, it's all the things that I wish that I could go back and, and just infuse into my five year into business brain that I really wish I would have been able to learn these things the first time versus I did um, kind of the detoury squiggly line backdoor way. And I obviously learned a lot of lessons and I'm still here to tell the tale. But I think that there are so many things that I really wish people had just said, you know, you should really learn about this. And so really when I started this, which is now, um, about a year and a half ago, we really began making it. it took a full year to create all the content and it's 11 hours of videos direct to camera with my smiling face and uh, goes through kind of seven different modules. It's a digital course. And, and luckily, we had our first students enroll in January before all this began. And we're so lucky. I, I feel for them a little bit because they kind of finished the program um, in mid-March. And then it was like, boom. Um, so they really haven't had a chance to implement, obviously, in terms of selling and booking. But so, my, so many, because it does focus heavily on the business and mindset side, 
uh, their feedback has been, thank goodness that we've kind of got the tools. And, and that's all it is, is tools to go into your toolkit that when you are noticing that you need to do work in a certain area to make sure you have your bases covered, you know, plugging holes in your boat, and then how to actually grow and get creative with your marketing and to be able to make sure that we're not just hamsters on a wheel, that we're actually moving in a direction that has a lot of intention, a lot of purpose. And we really have thought about why we're actually going in that direction. So, um, like you said, it's currently not open for enrollment now. We, we, we're planning to launch again in the fall and have another set of students. Obviously, like everyone, we've been kind of thrown a curveball here. So we're reevaluating that and trying to decide. But on my website, there's a section for photographers literally in the menu bar. And you can find the abundance plan waitlist page where then that way we'll be notifying as to any changes. And we've got lots of free resources as well there to really help photographers out during this time, just with some free education too. So that's just ktmary.com and then look for the four photographers side. Exactly. Perfect. Well, and then make sure if you do not follow KT already on Instagram, that's at KT Mary and your work is incredible. I love how much you give back to a lot of things, but also to just the photography community and really appreciate your time doing this. Thank you. It's it's such a pleasure. And, and I, I really do hope everyone will give themselves the gift of uh, an abundance mindset during this time. And I think once again, it's a time for us to come together as an industry to realize that there's more than enough for everyone. I, I know we're all going to go into a crazy busy season at the end of all this. So I think it's it's a time to kind of put that competition elbowing aside and, and really work together and, and rise up as an industry. Yeah. And the people don't often think of a stick getting thrown in the front wheel spokes of your bicycle tire as a mm. gift, you know, to then, that, <laughs> to then have to like face plant hard over the handlebars. But right. we've all been given a stick in our, in our spokes. Yeah. And That's a good analogy. Yeah. And, and so, but with that, what do we do? Do we sit on the ground and cry or, you know, our, our patterns have just been abruptly altered and mm-hmm. we can complain or, you know, we can look for the silver linings. We can pout or we can write down the things that we're grateful for and focus and dwell on those and put our energy there. We have the ability to switch the things in our business that we're not working and actually go in the directions that we, there's been so many gifts and silver linings in this. And I just hope that you all will look for those silver linings and you can, use this time well and be well, be creative and we will get through this. It will come back around and yeah. So keep on doing the stuff guys. <laughs> Perfect. Couldn't well, agree more. Yeah. Well, thanks KT. And for all you listening, we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you so much.